I'm Paul Michaelman, and this is MIT Sloan Management Review's Three Big Points. Each week, we take on one topic that leaders need to be on top of right now and leave you with three key takeaways for you and your organization. There's opportunities there that are wasted if we just focus internally. There's opportunities lost in terms of untapped resources, collaboration and cooperation to come up with solutions that we ourselves do not have. People compartmentalize sort of how they act at work versus how they act at home. And what I've been hearing from manufacturing companies, for example, you know, demand is up. They're trying to produce as much as they can. And then they're also trying to create guidelines to ensure their worker safety. But they have these funny, not funny issues where uh, you know, you come into a plant and your temperature is taken and you're trying to be, you know, socially distanced and, and whatnot. But then you see an outbreak that actually resulted from the six guys who were carpooling to work that day. So people are, are having a, a hard time thinking about, you know, this as a problem that transcends all of their spheres um, of reality and influence. That's Morella Hernandez, Associate Professor of Business Administration at the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. She studies the ethics of leadership, which might never have been more important than it is today in our current crisis. There are challenges arising, Hernandez says, at multiple levels of leadership, including individual factors like lacking a coherent direction from a leader. Relational level factors, like the challenge of connecting interpersonally because of social distancing, and the psychological strain that comes with it. Problems at the collective level, where local businesses falling apart might impact the overall economy. And then the context level factors, things like the global environment. And the truth is, the epidemic is hitting us at every one of these levels at once, and it can be hard to prioritize. For Hernandez, the answer lies in leading with humanity. That framework plays out differently at each one of the levels she described. Let's start with the individual. What we know uh, from social science and behavioral science in particular is that people have limited cognitive capacity in times of crisis because they're bombarded with new information that they have to process. And so it's very common for us to have cognitive overload that can impede accurate or effective decision-making. It's difficult to understand what information to process first, how to interpret it, and how to know how it fits into the larger picture. People start taking cognitive shortcuts because of the psychological discomfort of that overload. This is something everyone is experiencing right now. And the normal solution for such overload is to look to a leader to help show the path forward. Take, for instance, the example of enacting large organizational change initiatives. I consult with a great number of organizations that are designing and executing large-scale change. What you typically see is that the CEO and his or her top management team, they essentially become a broken record. They repeat the same simple message over and over and over every time that they speak to their employees. That's so that one simple message can guide a very large number of employees in times of uncertainty. In today's crisis, that gets a bit more complicated. The message of flattening the curve was simple and clear in the early days, but how do we move forward? In the U.S., our response to this pandemic has been fractured. Some states are reopening, some are not. 
The message from the White House has been unclear, if not contradictory and alarming at times. Our cognitive load is arguably increasing and soon without clear, a clear guiding message that is repeated over and over, a message that draws on our collective values. I would argue we risk the same level of cognitive overload and emotional paralysis. So how a leader frames a situation is incredibly meaningful to how we understand and respond. We respond to crisis more effectively when it's framed as an opportunity to rise to the occasion, as an exercise of individual agency and our values. Thinking about leadership from the relational and collective level is also vital at this time, Hernandez says. We know a lot about how local communities play a role. Some research by colleagues, Rowell and Grave in 2017, they looked at the Spanish flu and actually community responses to the Spanish flu. They found that communities with good volunteer networks respond better to disasters because these communities are connected. My research with current and past colleagues at the Darden School UVA on organizational resilience supports this assertion. We have found that the community's response and and more than that, the active involvement of community members as it's related to an organizational crisis is directly related to the organization's ability to recover and thrive post-crisis. Supporting local businesses through community-based coalitions is a promising step. It's one way we can start addressing the economic collapse that's happening at the city and the state levels. Finally, all leaders need to be thinking about the broader context here and how we are all interconnected. By that, I mean the environment. uh, That includes cultural norms, uh, the government, and so forth. Often, individuals think that context is something that just exists. In the U.S., our attention has been on flattening the curve. In countries like Brazil, Ecuador, Peru, El Salvador, you will be heartbroken to see the mass graves that have been dug to bury hundreds, if not thousands. Testing isn't even a remote possibility. In the context of the developing world, people are not flattening the curve. People are planning for mm-hmm. trying to mitigate impending famine. Hernandez points out the direct link here to solving problems in a systemic way with strong leadership. We've had significant supply chain issues uh, that have caused farmers to destroy tons of produce and dump thousands of gallons of milk down the drain. Our first world problems could solve the difficulties that others are experiencing, right? So how can we get those tons of produce to countries that are starting to experience widespread famine? You know, if we can get a banana from Costa Rica to the U.S. so that it's included in my whole foods delivery order, can we not ship excess food to those most in need, whether it's abroad or in the U.S. to those experiencing food insecurity? Leaders who think about the broader context of the world can also learn lessons from previous epidemics. If we look at Asia and Africa, regions that have learned a great deal from past epidemics, such as SARS and Ebola, we know that contact tracing takes an army of people to be carried out effectively. Then consider our unemployment number, the greatest in the Great Depression. We could consider retooling and employing some of the millions of Americans that are out of work to help in the monumental task of contact tracing? Could we leverage our local community networks at the city and the state level 
to generate a workforce of contact tracers. Doing so would, again, require a high-level mandate from our leaders, an inspirational vision of solidarity to bring us together. So look, uh, leading with humanity is not simple. This pandemic has hit us at, at every level. But I would argue it's not an impossible task. Which brings us back to the idea of executives taking humanity into account when they are making all kinds of decisions. We know from social science how to address some key issues at the individual, relational, collective, and context levels. The trick is, is that we have to do this all at once and in collaboration with each other. The trick is that we need to be inspired by our leaders to move forward coherently and consistently together. The trick is, is that we need to tap into our individual values within each of our contexts so that we can recognize our common humanity. That's Morella Hernandez, Associate Professor of Business Administration at the University of Virginia Darden School of Business and a regular contributor to MIT Sloan Management Review. And now, three big points about leading through this crisis with humanity. Number one, even if you aren't leading an organization, there are things you can do to lead yourself, your family, and your community through this time. One is obviously stay home, follow follow social, uh, local social distancing guidelines. Another easy one is donate blood, help your local community with care packages or donating food. Think about, you know, professionally, what are you in terms of your expertise positioned to contribute is to spend money on causes and businesses that you believe in. Figure out what marginalized groups in your community need. Public-private partnerships uh, are a wonderful example of this. Help friends and family uh, with childcare-related issues. Number two, the right way to lead right now is by focusing on what others need. When we start focusing on others in terms of what are their problems, what are my areas of expertise, Your focus is on action. Your focus is generative. And what we know is that, you know, through the generativity, you inspire others to do the same. That's how you actually build your leadership capacity. And number three, a time of crisis like this shows the ways communities can band together and how inspirational leaders can step forward. Local leaders are an important piece of the puzzle, but without a guiding vision, we are less likely to succeed in making sustainable change. What we also know, though, is that in times of crisis, it creates an opportunity for individuals to rise to the occasion. I was thinking Martin Luther King, and I teach the case in my leadership classes. You know, as we look in hindsight, we think, you know, he he was extraordinary. As we study the history of how he rose to that position, he was a leader at the right time, right, in the right place, with the right people around him to support him and to guide him in taking a leadership role. And so as we think about our current crisis, I would say we have an incredible opportunity to identify new leaders and offer support in any way we can to develop that that guiding vision. That's all for this week's Three Big Points. 
Remember, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever fine podcasts are streamed. If you'd like to support our show, please post a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Three Big Points is produced by Mary Dew, music by Matt Reed, marketing and audience development by Desiree Barry. Our coordinating producers are Michelle DiFilippo and Mackenzie Wise.